Here we go. I will be in El Paso, Texas uh, this week and Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then I'm going to be in Canada, Kelowna, B.C. That may be sold out. I'm not sure. Vancouver sold out. And then I added another one. So go to Vancouver, February 10th, chrisley.com. Uh, then I got Rochester, Kitchener, Ontario, Shreveport, Louisiana, Houston, Texas, Corpus Christi, Durham, North Carolina, and Norfolk, Virginia. I got a bunch of new dates coming up soon, too. Uh, let me uh, check chrisley.com uh, and check it out. Uh, we, and, um, you can also stream my special grow or die at chrislea.com. Thank you very much for everything. And here we go. We are getting into the next episode of congratulations. Dude, let me, let's see. Let me, get, let me get into high octane podcast, uh, mode with the magic mind look at this a little bit here it makes me feel cool doing it like a shot glass because i don't drink and um that's it yo uh i feel like um i don't know i was in i travel so much dude i was in phoenix um i was there i actually had a great time let me just start off by saying this, by, by talking about this, actually. Phoenix, I, I, I want to kind of move there, dude. It's so awesome. The people are so cool. Yeah, there's, you know, I don't know. There's bad versions of people everywhere, right? Like in Hollywood, it's like, or in LA, it's like, you know, either the dudes that are like too cool or too famous or they'll stab you. You know, and in Phoenix, it's like too broy or you know too hoey. I don't know. I feel like you get. I feel like there's a lot of chlamydia in in Phoenix, but it's like if you're not getting chlamydia in Phoenix, it's probably good, just good. It's hot as shit. That's how I like it. I like it hot. Um, and it was raining the last two times I went there, which was odd. And they told me it was odd, but I went to Phoenix. I did my show at celebrity theater. I perform too much in Phoenix. I feel like I've, I go there all the time and perform and it's so fun. Um, but we were able to do the celebrity theater brought out Denny love. He said he had the best set of his life life. That's the, in the round theater, uh, the, the Phoenix in Phoenix is the celebrity theaters in the round. And I really like being in the round because I like being, I like when people are looking at my ass too. That doesn't happen too much on a proscenium stage. Hey, he's classically trained, but, um, anyway, uh, he's not classically trained, but, uh, he's a little trained. He went to NYU for a little bit until he got really pissed off as at his speech, at his speech, um, teacher, because she, he because his my contact fell out and I was looking for it on the ground. And she walked across it purposely and tried to stomp on it. So I go, boy, that made me mad. Um, but we don't hold grudges. Actually, I was thinking about this, man. People who hold grudges and do revenge stuff are wild. I was, I was just watching this thing on Netflix. and This guy was like, I didn't finish it. So I'll talk about it next time. But it, this guy was he was like doing something to like exact revenge. And I'm just like, man, are you that kind of guy? Are you that kind of person that's like someone does something to you, I'm going to get back at him? I'm really not. And maybe I should be more that guy, you know? Um, but I just feel like it's so much energy that you have to, you know? 
maybe if it's like a little thing, you know, a fun thing. But if it's like a a real fuck over, I just get too sad about things. And I don't ever want to get like, I should get more hardcore. I should become real. I should start dressing in suits, honestly, and just be a real vindictive dude. That's how I should start doing it. Shave, you know what I mean? Slick back hair. Because my hair looks ill as shit when I slick back, but it doesn't stay slick back because, you know, it gets real puffy after that. Sucks and gel's not cool unless you're in the 90s or Asian, so. Um, anyway, I was in Phoenix. Had a great time, dude. I, actually, let's... I, I went there. We stayed with my, uh, my mother-in-law. I brought the whole family out. Stayed with my mother-in-law. And uh, they all came to the show. And, and let man... Something happened that I will never forget. I will straight up never forget in my life. And it was such a beautiful moment. And I know this podcast is funny. And we try to make it laugh, you know, laugh or whatever. I don't know. But this is just, I have to share this because it's so unbelievable. So I get out. I do the show. Crowd is phenomenal. I have a great, it's all new material from Grow or Die. It has nothing to do with Grow or Die. It's all new. So this is the first time I'm doing it in a theater from front to back. And I'm like, you know, when I first came back and started to do stand-up, I had the Grower Die set, which was the Don't Push Me tour. It's confusing, but um, I did it. I did Phoenix first. I did the same theater first. And uh, so I'm now back here doing my new material, and I haven't done it really in a theater yet. So I do it. It goes really, really well. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to the last time I was in Phoenix at the Celebrity Theater. Anyway, I had a great time. I'm about to get off stage, and I look over to my. Well, I guess I look forward because I just I I turn to look because you can turn anywhere because it's a full circle st- stage. So I turn to look, and I see my wife holding Calvin. Billy was asleep with you know he was with my mother-in-law. She was babysitting, and and she's holding Calvin, and I. I motioned to him like, you guys want to come out? And I can, and she goes like this, no. I could tell Calvin didn't want to come. You know, it was really loud. He doesn't like loud noises. Or even on the way out, he was like, the plane's loud. And I was like, and 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 Chris was like, well, let me find your your headphones. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't find your headphones. Let him deal with it. Come on. We, gotta, we can't raise a, someone who's sopping wet, right? Let him take your hands away from your ears. Don't be sopping wet, you know? So she was like, oh, okay, you know? Because the other day we had a... a, a a conversation about how we didn't want to raise two sopping wets. So, um, so, so he doesn't want to come out. So that's okay. So I say good night, everybody, and I and I go and I le- I, I go walk over. Calvin is in my wife's arms, and he's going like this, <laughs> like he's so happy that I'm coming at back and that he's doing. My son gets so excited that he starts sounding like Peter Griffin. It's not. I'm not even like he actually does. He just goes. <laughs> And he's doing like that. And then he jumps into my arms, like throwing caution to the wind, jumps into my arms. And it was like really adorable. And I go, oh my God, he holds me so tight and I'm holding him so tight. And I bring him down to the ground because, um, you know, I'm going to, I want to hug him, but I want him to be standing while I'm hugging him and I'm hugging him. And as I'm hugging him, it it lasts for a while. You know, they say never break the hug first when your kid's hugging you, which I I just learned that that's a new, that's a tip. That's a life, life hack I heard is that you just, you wait until they break away because you want them to know as much love as they need, right? So I'm like, yes, I'll store that in my Pentium. I, dude, we're getting the Dell and I'm uploading that first, right? I'm into it. Like I'm so down with a, with a fact like that, right? 
And um, I put my son down. He f- and 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 the crowd's still cheering, you know. And my son actually grabs my shoulders, push, pulls me away, looks in my eyes. He does it with intent. He takes my shoulders, pulls them away from him, and then looks into my eyes. And he says simply, he says, "I love you." And it was so unbelievable, dude. It was so unbelievable. He just pulled me away and said, I love you. He didn't say, dad. He didn't say, you know what? He didn't say, hey, this, that, the other thing. He said three words and it was just, I love you. And it was so sweet. And it was the first time that I felt him proud of me. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's almost four next month, but it was the first, you know, we have a fun time. I make him laugh. You know, he he shares stuff with me. I share stuff with him. But it was the first time I felt where he was like, wow, I'm proud that my dad does that. Look at how cool my dad is. And it is something I will never forget. There have been three times in my life where something has happened and I will never, ever, and and, and as soon as it happened, I thought, well, you know what? I will never forget that. And one of them was when I was at the movie theaters. We were watching Casino. It was with me and my brother, my mom and my dad, and the and the couple behind. You know, whenever Casino came out, I don't know it was in the '90s, but I was young. My brother was even younger. And the the mom behind us, not our mom, but the mom behind us at the credits, she said, "Look at this, Parents of the Year to my mom and dad." And my dad was like, because we were young, you know, and they're putting people's heads and vices and shit in that Casino movie. And, and my dad, dude, one thing you don't do is talk shit to my dad after he sees a Scorsese movie. You know what I'm saying? My dad grew up in New York and is Italian and is very meek and cool. But dude, don't approach him with shit talk after he's watching a Scorsese movie. Trouble. Trouble at the La Cunada United Artists Theater. So she says, look at this, parents of the year. And he says, what? You think you could raise these kids better than me? My dad goes full on. You think you could raise these kids? Why don't you take these kids home? You think you could raise them better than me? Huh? And he says, and then the, the husband's like pushing her away. Like, he said, yeah, get out of here. And my dad said, and, and if your husband had any balls, he'd come over in here and, f- and fight me, you fat pig. And I go, well, I'll never forget that. And of course, I'd never tell that story until my dad was retired. But dude, I'll never, I'll go, oh my God. And I felt proud of my dad too, then too. I'll tell you that much because he stood up for his kids. But I was like, you know, 14 or something. But anyway, um, that was the only time I ever seen my dad really do that. It was really wild. You get jacked after you see certain movies, right? Um, yeah, so then there, there was another thing that happened that I, 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 I thought, well, I'll never forget that. And actually, right right now, it escapes my mind. So maybe I can only hold two at once. And so that Calvin one is, I'm more than happy to just keep that one. That one was amazing. It was amazing, dude. I was at, I was, um, it was great. And then he was just like so, I don't know. It was just really sweet. I had such a great time in Phoenix, man. And uh, brought my whole uh, in-law, like the in-law side of the family out. And it was crazy because, I talk about such like wild shit on stage now. And I was like, I, I got to warn you guys. Like, cause you know, they're like 60 something. I'm like, you, you gotta, 
I don't know who's coming. I said to my mother-in-law, I was like, you, you know, but I, I get pretty, pretty out there with my material. And she, she was like, oh, no, we, we, lo- we love it. It's all good. And it was, dude. And let me tell you something. <laughs> it was, okay? And then the next day, dude, uh, we woke up. I woke up at one. Fuck yeah, dude. When he get, Dude, when someone can watch your kids... You wake up at one, dude. You wake up at one and you don't feel f- you don't feel bad about it at all. Um, woke up at one, went to go get coffee, and it was on, dude. And then I went to the Desert Ridge Improv and I met Brian Callen and I did stand up uh for his crowd, uh, and then we roasted each other afterwards. A video's coming on my other YouTube channel. Be ready for it, dude. Now let me ask you a question. Brian Callen. How come when I'm with you, I also always have to meet 12 guys? You have too many people around you all the time. And that's very weird because you're not Eddie Griffin. And that's very weird because you're not Chingy. And that's very weird because you're not Bismarcky in 1988. And that's very weird. Do you know what I mean? Why? You're not Murphy Lee. And that's very weird. I don't know why, but every time I go to to, to see Brian Callen somewhere, and here's the deal, dude. We're really good friends. Um, and we hang out mostly at business stuff. And you can tell that because you find me on a place of business. But you could find it. You, you, you mostly hang out at business stuff, right? Um... And we hang out at business stuff, podcasts, you know, stand up. Sometimes we'll shoot a video together. Sometimes we'll, sometimes we'll hang out, but not often. Often it's a business stuff. Whenever I see him, there are also 12 guys with him. And it is always, 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 there are always four, like four guys that own a gym. You know, like three of them will be will own one gym and then one of them will own a separate gym and then there will be some sort of criminal around too. Always. And I'm telling you, always. And then there's like a 45-year-old hot chick somewhere that is dating one of them and then another guy that like I, I didn't even, like once I leave, I completely forget him and I'll never think of him again. But it's always, hey, Brian Count, I don't want to also, and you know what? Bring 12 guys around. For real, bring 12 guys around, but don't introduce me to them because I don't know them. And I'm going to now, you know, oh, I'll give you, because he'll be like, oh, I'll give you the, give it, get that friend. Like, I'll give you the number. You guys can connect. Next time you're out here, you do the, okay. Nice enough. The nicest guys. But I remember one time I was, I was like, I was doing the Irvine improv. This was a long time ago. And he's just one of those guys, dude, where he says, Oh, dude, my friends want to come to your show. They're so good. They're so cool. Can we just, can you get them a ticket? Can you meet them after? So I said, okay, yeah. Dude, it was like some dude that was 50-something and two 25-year-old drunk, like uh, like actual porn actresses. And they were just like, hey, we're friends at Brian Callen. He was like, hey, it was, his name was something like fucking Bebop, you know? And I'm just like, and I'm like, Brian. Don't, don't, 
Anyway, I met 12 guys. One of them was Sammy the Bull Gravano, you know, for real, honestly. One of them was Sammy the Bull Gravano. And I'm like, okay, he did 24 years in prison, really charismatic dude. Uh, he's basically Joe Pesci, you know, really charismatic dude, um, living in Arizona and, you know, impressive to say the least and crazy, dude. I feel like if I even talk about him, I get in trouble. Yo, the mafia? Do you know what I mean? The mafia. Like, not, like, him aside, like, it existed. Hey, the mafia existed, dude. Hey. Like, like, organized crime is, to me, hilarious because crime is crime. The fact that they label it, it's like, you don't need to organize. If it's organized, it's still bad, like, I don't understand why they say organized crime. It gives it such a romantic vibe. Just say crime. I feel like less people would be gangsters. Organized crime. It's like, it makes it sound nicer and romantic. It's like, it's like organized pyromaniacs. Yeah, we burn down houses, but we all do it in like a steady fashion and we do it together. It's like, it, you're still assholes. Um, and so... Organ hey, we're organized, we're organized uh, farters. That's what we do. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, does it stink like shit? Oh, my God, so bad. But we all line up and we just let gas come out, and it's fucking absolutely amazing. Don't go against us. We'll pin you down with fart on you. Um. So anyway, uh, you get mouthy with me. Hey, what'd you just say to me? Hey, Tony, put him down. Come on, come here. Open him up. There we go, organized farts. Don't fuck with the flatulence family. So dumb. Um, but hey, you're breaking my hey, hey, chill out, you're breaking my wind. Um <laughs> I'm breaking wind in here. Uh so anyway. Hey, give me more provolone. I got so, I got somewhere to be. <laughs> hey, you got dairy? Hey, give me that fucking push. Hey, look, give me the um what do you call it? The fucking goddamn it. What's the stuff with this pistachios in it? Mortadella. Give me the mortadella. Dude, you put one by... Yo, if you stand in a room with mortadella, you pass gas, period. There's just... It's just fart central. It's got... It's bologna with pistachios in it. Hey, who figured it out? A fat Italian, you know? His name was Mortadella. Um, Pert Mortadella was his name. Anyway, um... So, uh, so yeah, organized crime, dude. Crazy. Motherfuckers would just like murder people. What about the stress, dude? Uh, let me tell you something. If I was an organized, okay, this is coming from a guy who's never broken the law, never broken the law ever, except for the speeding, right? Like the, the may, you know, jaywalking, but like would be terrified. I stole a hat once. I've told that story here. I stole a hat once. It was bright green. And I thought if I could walk out of here while I pay for my other stuff with the hat on and not get stopped, then I deserve the hat. What a lunatic. But I did. And it was at Save on Drugs. Got that. And I walked out with the hat. It was a hat. It, I remember it was before Monster Energy drink, but it was like, it looked like the Monster Energy logo. I was 22. And that was a mistake. And I shouldn't have done it. But I did it. I should still have that hat, honestly. But anyway. Um... Like, people do that, and then they, 
don't stress about it or they do. And it's like, don't. Well, what's the price of that stress? What's the price of that stress? You know, I, I don't think there is a price on that stress. Say you robbed a bank and you knew you robbed the bank. You got away with it and you made, you know, 1.5. I don't know. I don't know how, how much does a fucking bank have. I have no idea. Well, I, once, how much, depends what bank, right? But say you just rob, you get $2 million. That's worth the, worth the stress. Uh, there's video surveillance of you with like a, a hoodie over your head. You know it's you. Nobody knows it's you. But that doesn't stress you out enough to do. I can't. Organized crime? Crazy, dude. Um, Especially like having a lot like, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Having to uh, rely on people, you know? Hey, you know, we don't talk, right? We don't talk to anybody. And then some guy, because there's always that one fuck up that is going to talk, right? You trust people? Ah, la cosa nostra. You tr Hey, we took the blood off. Hey, we bled. And we put it on a fucking player's card. And then we kissed it and ate it. And then Mortadella shit it out. Dude, you know, it's like you can't trust motherfuckers. But the people who can't, who say trust no one, they trust the most people, dude. Because they're always criminals. Trust no one. Trust no one. That's what fucking like gangsters, yeah, trust no one. Fucking blood, crip, trust no one. And then what they do, they turn on them. You think these motherfuckers are doing years? Not snitching? Dude, they snitch. Look at fucking, uh, what's his name? Candy Bright rapper guy, 69. He snitched. I guarantee this motherfucker said trust no one way more than me. Because I'm all like, trust some people. I'm like, trust two or three people. I'm like, trust one or two people. Really. Well, I'm like, honestly, I'm like, trust one person. You know? Like, fully trust one person. This is my shit. People say trust no one. I say fully trust maybe one person and then kind of trust also maybe two, three people. That's my shit. That, I should make a shirt like that. Fully trust maybe one person and then kind of trust two or three people. That's the fucking new merch idea, dude. That's going to be banging. Honestly, that's going to be banging. Because you can't not trust anybody. You not trust anybody. You get cancer. Later on in life, you get cancer. You don't trust anybody. You just like move in the shadows and trust zero people. You get fucking cancer later. You live a, lot, a nice life. You trust people with your vulnerabilities, with your emotions. You trust at least one person, your wife, your husband, whoever. You live a beautiful life. You trust maybe two or three other people and they don't backstab you. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe they backstab you. Maybe you have a lesson you learn. Maybe they don't backstab you. You don't, you know, you still live your lovely life trusting two or three people. It's beautiful. I, I don't like that trust nobody shit. And I love Tupac. And Tupac used to say, trust nobody, trust no one. I guarantee if Tupac didn't get shot and grew up, he'd be like, yeah, Chris, I actually agree with you. I think trust maybe one person and kind of trust two or three people. You know? I don't know. Is this even plugged in? Oh, man. It looks like it's not plugged in. I, oh, it is plugged in. Okay, cool. Hell yeah, dude. 20%. Um, 
anyway, dude, then I went to do, go up on stage and I, I did the, the Brian Callum thing and it was fun. Um, and, uh, but I think the main thing is never trust people you work with, you know, only trust people that is your family or, you know, if they've been in your life for a long time, I don't know, whatever fucking John Gotti turned on Sammy the Bull Gravano and then he turned on him. So it's like, you know, La Cosa Nostra. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't say this too much. I don't say this enough, but La Cosa Nostra. Yeah, right. Um, Rick Ross has a bunker. Hey, dude. I know. You know, we knew, right? Even though we didn't know, we knew. That was the next thing for him, for sure. It's going down. Y'all know how I love real estate, and I usually like to build and go up. We going underground now. One time for all my doomsday preppers. Elon Musk, I see you. I saw your ground plans. I'm impressed, but guess what? He always sounds like he just got over a sinus infection. What? My bunker gonna have a garage. My bunker gonna have wings. My bunker gonna have wings? Like, like buffalo wings? Or like it's gonna fly? Because honestly, neither of those things are important. Your bunker should stay underground. Maybe he means he's going to have a plane go into the bunker, a garage with a plane. <laughs> this guy Lex Luthor? Um, huh? Yeah. You yeah, said it. breaking ground. Huge excavations. You got to have your fluids. What? A moron, dude. Huge excavations. You got to have your fluids. Dude, huge excavations. That's... Amazing. I got a water maker, oh, some like a machine that makes water out of H2O. Ah, water is H2O. Ow. I got a water maker. We got our canned goods. Not impressive, dude. So if you're thinking the brothers ain't ready, we ready. Dude, we breaking ground. You know, this guy's so bored. There's, you can't, every time you look at a uh, Rick Ross video, you're like, oh, well, dude, you're bored. That's it. That's what it is. We're breaking ground. I'm excavating. Just learned it. Just learned the word. Somebody said, used the word excavating. This is exactly what happened to Rick Ross. Somebody used the word excavating in a sentence, and he said, "What's that?" And they said, "It's like excavating. It's like when you when you like uh, take out a bunch of uh, ground. You know what it is? It's like if you want to make a bunker, you go into the ground and you excavate excavate the the ground to make the bunker. And that was what made him want to do a bunker. I guarantee it, dude. I promise. No doubt, dude. You said, "What could it have? Wings?" That's what he did. And they were like, wings? Like buffalo wings? Could you have a garage in it? Uh, yeah, you could have a garage in a bunker as long as the ramp goes down. I usually build up, though. You could build down. It's going down. Y'all know how I love real estate, and I usually like to build and go up. Build. We going underground now. One time for all my doomsday preppers. Honestly, the conversation about the word excavate excavation happened four minutes before this he recorded this and then he decided and now he's going to do it elon musk i see you 
Elon Musk. I saw your ground plans. Musk. I'm impressed. But guess what? My bunker gonna have a garage. My bunker gonna have wings. Huh? Didn't hear himself. Uh, unbelievable. But congratulations, dude, because he's basically a scientist. If he can make uh, water at H2O, that's amazing, dude. He's he's very Christ-like. Um, that's just wild. Dude, did you see the um, did you see American Nightmare on Netflix? I watched this, and I think everybody's watching this because this is why. Not only is it number one on Netflix, this is why I think everyone's watching it. I was on the plane, and you know who was on the plane with me on the way to Phoenix? Sugar Ray, Mark McGrath. You know the guy who sings, Every morning when you wake up and you're walking, dancing, on in more, one more bed. Shut the door, baby, don't say a word. Oh, baby, baby. You know that song, right? What is that called? Shut the door, baby, don't say a word. Every morning and I wake up in this Arctic and it records in a one-night bed. Shut the door, baby, don't say a word. Lounge singer. Anyway, um, he was watching it on my plane, so on his phone. So everyone has seen it. As soon as Mark McGrath has seen it, he's also the guy who hosts Extra, Extra, I think, whenever. He used to do that for like three weeks or something. But anyway, um, eh, eh, somebody who has a place in Phoenix. But so uh, <laughs> uh, he looked like a cool dude. I didn't talk to him. I meant to say hi because, you know, when you're a famous person, you see another famous person, you got to be like, yo, what's up? Um, but anyway, American Nightmare is crazy, dude. The The show on Netflix, American Nightmare, is absolutely crazy. Dude, okay. So it's basically, you've probably seen it, but if you haven't, it's basically this guy and girl who live together and this guy, this other person comes in, duct tapes them, blindfolds them, kidnaps the woman for a ransom, takes the woman and is and tries to get a ransom from the from the uh, boyfriend. Okay, the boyfriend goes to the cops. The cops think he's making it up. All right, they think he's making it up. The FBI gets involved, and they they think that they're trying to put one over on them, like Gone Girl. One of the FBI goes uh, agents is actually like. Well, you know, you've seen Gone Girl, right? This is what they're doing. Hey, get a lobotomy. Dude, first of all, these two people were interviewed and they couldn't have sound more, sounded more like they were telling the truth. Man, I'm trying to think if my wife got kidnapped and I'm trying to think if my wife got kidnapped and then I was like, bound or whatever and they unbounded me and then she was gone and i got to the police like i would immediately call the police okay like because they were like do not call the police i'd be like this okay i won't i swear to god i won't they leave i go like this hello please hey my wife was kidnapped i don't care if they kill me at that point you know what i'm saying like i gotta do what i gotta do i'm not gonna not you know you're not gonna trust this motherfucker so um, and then if they were like, okay, why don't you come down and talk, talk to us and give us a statement. And I'm like, well, dude, okay, but holy fucking shit. If they started being like, well, if they pulled one of those fucking, first of all, 
if they pulled one of those fucking, you know, when they have the good cop, the bad cop, you know, when you're in, when they, when they, when you see the footage of the interrogation room and you see the cops moving in on the guy and the guy's in the corner and they sit, they, they keep moving their chairs closer by the end. They're like literally right here with them, dude. Okay. Uh, let me tell you something. You can't let that happen. I, I, if I ever get interrogated for something, dude, hey, let me tell you something. It's me who's moving the chair up, okay? Go ahead. No, no, no. Bring the good cop. Bring the bad cop. Bring a medium cop. I don't give a shit. Bring a kid cop and an old cop. Bring all the cops you got. Dude, I'm moving the chair forward. I'm getting closer. You move one forward, I move two forward, okay? Until we get so close, I kiss you. Okay, copper? Like... No bullshit. You don't do this. Uh, so, so okay. So what I'm trying to do is, and there's a lot of holes in the story. I pull forward. No, there's not. Mwah. Book me for that. Did you just kiss me? Yup. Sorry. My bad. 5-0. I thought that's what you wanted because you were invading my personal space. Mwah. Where's the other guy? Oh, you moved away. Oh, and then I move closer to that guy. Dude, flip the script. Judo these motherfuckers. These cops that could come all on you and shit, interrogate you, knees to knees. Fuck that. Mwah, lips to lips, dude. Lips to nose. Mwah. No, dude. Uh, that drives me. That so drives me. Hey, and then none of them go like this. Yo, back up. Fuck, man. I know 100% if my wife got kidnapped that they would think it was me anyway. You know, I pray, pray my wife never gets murdered. If my wife gets murdered, dude, 100%, 100%, the fucking media will say it's me. I, 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 I already know that. I pray she doesn't get fucking... Please, nobody murder my wife. Uh, for real. Uh, that goes for everybody in my family. My dad, everyone. It's just like, they're going to be like... Anyway, dude, this is an iced coffee, not a drink. People are like, oh, he drinks now? Um, so anyway, American Nightmare was like this crazy uh, thing where they thought, you know, and then like three days later, the, the woman came back to the house and then they thought that the woman was in on it trying to get money from the guy. And they were like, hey, we just love each other, guys. Okay. Can you just help? There's a guy out there murdering and raping. Can you just... Can you just please help? And then he ended up getting someone else. Uh, so, the, the, you know, just so crazy. And they were like, ah, fucking, I don't know, dude. Just, I, just don't ever murder anyone around me, please. Everyone will think it's me. I guarantee it. This guy, Bevo, got new teeth. Hold on. Let's look at this thing here. He got new teeth. This is the guy that I was making fun of last time. Listen, Bevo here. You know the rules. Listen, we all know Bevo is in Turkey. He's finally got his gnashes done. Listen, behind this remote, I've got some sick... Wow, you know what? I didn't realize when he blocks his mouth, he, he actually has the worst hair I've ever seen in my life. It's a, it's a butt crack. You know what I mean? But listen, 6 p.m. English time. I'm going to go live. So it'll be 9 p.m. my time. I'm going to go live. We're going to do a reveal, but big up the teeth. Big up UK Smiles as big well. Big up the teeth. Listen, it's been, a, it's been a long week, but it's 
definitely been worth it. I'm um I'm so happy to finally say get my teeth done and just enjoy why is he the holding journey. a pregnancy Plus test? Everyone as well. Shout out to Billy. Shout out to Sam. Is this a shout remote control to, to a fan as well at UK Smiles? Um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been a great experience. They're doing a little UK tour as well. Hey, what's going on? I'm gonna try and turn up and just show my got my got my teeth done. I'm a, I'm gonna put the reveal. It's like appreciation and just convince people that. They know what they're getting. Okay, but can we see it? Smiles, but yeah, 6 p.m. English time. I'm going to go live and we're going to reveal my smile. But big up to yourselves. Much love. Big up love to yourselves you too. Big up Bevo. As soon as my teeth have calmed down a bit, I'll start doing the eating videos. But yeah, sorry for yeah. being active. But big up to yourselves. Chat to you soon. As soon as, my, as, soon as, my teeth, as soon as my teeth have calmed down, I'll do some eating videos for you. The weirdest sentence. Anyway, we saw his teeth. Uh, we put up a picture of his teeth right there, but they're wild, dude. When people get their teeth done, I would be so, if I was gonna get my teeth done, which I I wouldn't, because your boy's got some nice teeth. Actually, I get some nice chompers, dude. Um, a little, they're a little crooked, but I might not. You know, people get their teeth whitened or done, whitened or or straightened, and they end up looking like the mask and shit. No, dude. Let me tell you something, okay? Before you get your teeth done, look in the mirror first. And do this. If you if it's too much like the mask, don't get your fucking teeth done. <laughs> Dude, that's the fucking should I get my teeth done test. Look in the mirror and go. If you fucking look dumb doing it, of course you look dumb, but if you look extra dumb like the mask, you go, you know what? I'm gonna actually cool off and get my teeth done. Cause man, I heard it's too. If you get them whitened. Man, my ex-girlfriend got the zingers, dude. That's what they call them. They get zingers where they fucking kick. Dude, she called me. She was in Texas. She called me. I was I was at home and she was in Texas. She was like, I, 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 this is the most pain I've ever felt in my life. I can't even deal with it. And she was crying. I was like, dude, oh, it's probably fine. Dude, apparently it gets so painful. But yeah, her teeth were fine. She didn't need it to get whitened. Anyway, big up for big up for her. Big up to her. Um, Yeah. And uh, so that's it about that. Um, what's this? An amateur won the golf tournament and can't do it. I heard you, babe. Um, twenty-four old, twenty-year-old amateur golfer just won a PGA Tour event, but he's not allowed to collect the one point five million dollar prize. Why? Because he's an amateur. What, bro? Those fucking motherfuckers, dude. Start a GoFundMe for him. He's rich anyway. He does golf, you know? Nick Dunlap reacts after making the putt. Dude, an amateur beat him. They're so mad. This is basically, what's it called? Happy Ma Happy Madison. Happy, what's his name? Is that? Happy Gilmore. It's basically Happy Gilmore. The guy goes like, at the end, he goes like this. Why can't I get the 1.5 million? Whoo! That's awesome. Good for you, dude. Raise hell. Raise hell. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, dude, the Razzie Awards. That's like the worst stuff. Razzie nominations led by Expendables. Um, I think we're done using the numbers to be a letter in the sequel of a movie title. You know what I'm saying? Expend four bulls. Like that shit. It's not an A, it's a four, and we know it, and it's like not cute anymore. That was cute in like 2001 with Tupac. 
Um, mer- so, do they have the worst picture? Here we go. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, worst picture. The Exorcist, Expendables, Meg 2, Shazam, Winnie the Pooh. So, okay. To me, Expendables, absolutely not going to be in that category. Period. Cannot be in the category. Because you know what you're going to see when you go see the Expendables. All right? You're going to see ass-kicking action. It can't be the worst movie. Okay? That's out. Meg 2, kind of the same. Not as much as the Expendables, but you know you're going to see a fucking stupid movie about a big, gigantic shark. And also, it's a sequel. The first one was shitty. So you know that the second one's going to be shitty. All right? So you take Expendables, you take Meg 2 out. All right? The Exorcist Believer can be in it because it took itself way too seriously. You saw the previews. They tried to act like it was too scary, like it was real. The, 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 the posters of that scary little girl, you know. So the exorcist can believe, can be in it, all right? Shazam! Fury of the Gods can absolutely be in it, all right? Because it looks so fucking bad, and it's a DC movie, and DC sucks to high heaven, except for the uh, Suicide Squad, right? Um, And also, it Shazam, you know? Like, nobody gives a fuck about that superhero. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, the scary movie. It's a horror movie about Winnie the Pooh. That cannot be in the Razzie Awards as worst. You know, going to watch a horror movie about Winnie the Pooh is going to be bad. You know it's going to be bad. You know it's going to be what it is. Ho-ho, gonna kill you. You know that's bad. Under no circumstance do you go in thinking like, I can't wait to get my socks knocked off of me. I can't wait to see Winnie the Pooh put down his honey, pick up a plastic bag, and suffocate someone. In no way do you come out a different person after that movie, all right? So the only movies that can be in the worst picture are Exorcist and Shazam. And I bet it's Shazam. I bet the Exorcist is just another horror movie that's also bad. Shazam is probably piss Fucking poor. Figured it out without seeing any of them. Although we know that Wonder Woman 1980, whatever, was the fucking one that should have won the Razzie Awards. Or the New Matrix was the one. How is that not nominated? The New Matrix was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, dude. Ever seen in my life. It was the gayest movie of all time, The Gay Tricks. Um, Look at this. How shitty would it be to be nominated for worst actor? At the Razio. Look, Russell Crowe, the Pope's exorcist, so shitty, you know? You talk about Gladiator. You talk about the guy who did The Insider. You talk about the guy who's done fucking LA Confidential. You talk about a guy who could take his Aussie New Zealand accent and just toss it out and be an Irish guy. You talk about Mr. Beautiful Mind and you give him the fucking Razzie nomination for worst actor? Vin Diesel, Fast X? Yes. Now, I understand Faxes is what it is, and it's supposed to be stupid. But Vin Diesel, I've got one question for Vin Diesel. How? How did this get passed? Period. You know? This was after Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Jet Li, Statham, fucking, uh, even Statham, yeah, uh, 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 Van Damme. This was after all that shit. Now, look, some of the guys turned out to be a great actor. 
Stallone is a good actor. But dude, how do, how did Vin Diesel do this? He's this. He is just Vin Diesel. So he deserves Razzie for worst actor nomination. Jason Statham. Nah, I don't. I, come on. John Voight Mercy. What even is that? Chris Evans ghosted. I don't know. Chris Evans is a good actor, but what the fuck ghosted? Just that should be worst movie of all time, probably. All right. Worst actress. Some Hayek. Megan Fox. Jennifer Lopez. Come on. This is not right. Look at this. Look, we're supporting actors. I'm not, again, Megan Fox and Expendables. Somebody hates fucking Megan Fox over at fucking the Razzie Awards. We're supporting actor. Mel Gibson, of course, because all the stuff he said about Jews, you're going to give him the Razzie Award. Michael Douglas and Ant-Man? No way. We don't stand for Michael Douglas slander. No way. Look, Frank, Franco Nero as the Pope in the Pope's Exorcist. God, who fucking, what, what do they watch? Like seven movies and just, why is the Pope Exorcist so high on this list for them? Look, worst screen couple, any two in Merciless Mercenaries. Any two money-grubbing investors who donated $400 million remake rights to the Exorcist. $40 million for the remake rights? For, for, sorry, $400 million for the remake rights of the Exorcist? Are you shitting me? Wow. Um, This is so funny. Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Ant-Man, Exorcist, Expendables. I mean, there's six movies on this fucking thing. Worst director, and of course, Believer, Exorcist, and of course, fucking Expendables, and of course, Meg 2. Worst screenplay, let me guess. Wow. So, Exorcist, Expendables, Shazam, Winnie the Pooh, and Indiana Jones. So, what what didn't get it for worst picture? So, Meg 2 didn't make the worst script, so. Oh, no, they did. So, sorry, wait, worst script. Yeah, Meg 2. So so the movie Meg 2 was bad. The script was not, not the worst. Wow. Insane. Look at this shit like this. AI recreated how these dead stars would have aged, you know? If you have ever clicked on anything like that, you know? I mean, I probably have, but... Um, everyone is so, so not... I, um... Um, look at this CNN article. Reese Witherspoon eating snow d disturbed people. She would like a word. Hey, CNN. What you doing? Um, she posted a TikTok which had some fun with some new fallen snow. Look at the way they write this shit. You know? The way they write it all glossy, it's still a piece of shit. The morning sh show star... Uh, recently posted a TikTok video in which she had some fun with some new fallen snow. Hey, you're CNN, though. You, s you know what I mean? Uh, in the video, two mugs were used to scoop snow off a car. Witherspoon then describes it. Just have... Uh, anyway, she, she posted her recipe. Who cares about any of this? Look, somebody comments, no, 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 snow is not made to eat. You can seriously get sick. One person commented, man, the internet fucked everything up, huh? What about childhood, dude? You can eat snow. It's fine. I mean, I, I, eat, I ate snow when I was a kid. I'm sure dogs pissed on it. I, I, I ate that shit. And I'm fine, he said, shitting his pants, but no one knew, even though he was live on his podcast. Um, Look at this. We drank out of the tap. Yeah, that's the another. 
um we drank out of the tap we actually yeah we i never really drank out of the tap man i did drink out of the tap i did yeah you drink out of a hose i've done that too yeah and i guess you can't do that now the, the bottle the water bottle the water uh industry is a, a racket right look at this stupid headline it's no big secret why vince vaughn isn't around anymore dude if it was no big secret, then we wouldn't need an article about it. Also, dude, CNN is the tabloids. Um. Anyway, dude, whatever. I did this fucking thing, soft white underbelly. It's awesome. Uh, I love it. I'm a big fan of it. The guy asked me to do it. He, uh, Mark, Mark Leida, wanted me to do it uh, because he was like, he wants to like branch out and start doing like you know comedians and actors and writers and shit like that. I don't know, but I was, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it. And I did it, and um, it was really cool. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to say I had fun doing it. We talked about some, you know, some, some lighthearted stuff and then some, some hardcore shit. And, uh, and it was, it was cool. A lot. And, and, um, the, the fucking, I checked a few of the comments and I was like, all right, I guess I can't look at this dude. People are just fucking so it's so wild, dude. Like people are just like, they want you to die. You know, they're like, nah, motherfucker. You can't, you can't. If somebody says, hey, you did this, you can't even be like, no, I didn't. People are like, oh, nah, but you need to take accountability. You can't take accountability for something you didn't do. And they really want you to do that shit, dude. But um, anyway, I did the fucking interview and it was it was really cool. I'm a big fan of soft, soft white underbelly. Belly. Um, and of course, like I know I made mistakes. Uh, of course. Of course, I know I made mistakes. Um, and both of those things are true. So uh, anyway, uh, it was cool. It was worth doing. And I really enjoy that uh, that channel. It's crazy. But it'll just be like, now it's hilarious because it'll just be like, it'll be like prostitute, fentanyl addict, a serial killer, a, a murderer, the devil, Crystalia, comedian. You know, uh, fucking what's it? Uh, uh, warden to San Quentin. Uh, 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 victim of John Wayne Gacy, and then comedian Crystalia, and it's like okay. Um, you don't want people to fucking say what they feel and be honest, then, then nobody's gonna. You know, nobody's going to, they just want you to shut the fuck up. It's just the craziest world, dude. It is the craziest fucking world. They just want you to shut the fuck up and eat crow. Um, look at this shit. Taylor Swift and Kel Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't, I can't imagine caring about something more than, hey, you know that football player is dating uh, uh, the fucking singer? And then you go, oh, really? Huh, well, that's weird. I thought he liked black chicks. Eh, maybe it's a PR thing. Eh, maybe they love each other. And then that's it. That's it. But I don't give a fuck. I'm happy for them that they're, you know, love each other. Of course they're going to break up. She's going to make a song about it. This is all part of it. And then his career is going to be over because he's going to, you know, he's not going to do as well. Um, and then there's going to be, be something like, what do you call it? The Taylor Swift curse. Like, don't date Taylor Swift. Like how if Drake mentions you before a fight, you die or whatever it is. A UFC fight. Um, 
I don't understand how somebody can be as famous as Taylor, Taylor Swift. This is why I don't like like when you see like shit like Tom Cruise, like, you know, he's a Scientologist and he's crazy. Like, of course, of course, dude, if I was that famous, you understand if I was that famous, I would part of me would think, oh, well, but in my past life, I was Howard Hughes, you know, like I would just think crazy shit like that. I would think absolute nutty shit. I would be like, well, we're probably in the matrix and I just like have the most money. And so I paid to have the best life, but it comes with its troubles. So, huh? Isn't that funny? Even in when you're plugged in, you, 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 you know, the stuff you can't buy happiness. Like this is the shit I would be thinking of. I don't know how you stay sane. The fact that Taylor Swift hasn't murdered people, it means that she's an, a, a higher level being than I am. Tom Cruise is just a Scientologist. Are you kidding me? The guy should be a warlord. Dude, if I got to Tom Cruise level, warlord. Straight up, I'd have my own country. Um, My laugh would be different. I'd be like, oh, ha, 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 ha. You know? Um, I, I just don't, uh, under a microscope like that? Crazy. Anyone see that movie fucking uh, Killer of the Flower Moon? Yeah, I want to see that. You see it? Is it good? It's so long though, dude. Three and a half hours. Didn't feel long. I watched Oppenheimer. I'm like, all right, I'll watch Flowers, Killer of the Flower Moon next year. Oppenheimer was great, but man, three hours, is that's it. I can do three, but I can't. Three and a half, bro? What is this, Gettysburg? Remember that fucking movie that was like four, something long? They had an intermission in the theater. You'd go out and pee and get popcorn and come back and then... They're still fucking sawing each other's legs off. It's like, oh, Jesus, man. Um. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's good. We had a good episode today. Thank you very much. I'll be in El Paso, Albuquerque, ChrisLea.com. And go stream my special, ChrisLea.com. Have a good one. Um, and also, uh, check our Patreon out. The Patreon is why this podcast keeps going. Patreon.com slash ChrisLea. Uh, please subscribe. We love it. Leave a comment. Um, you guys are the you guys are the greatest. Thank you for this absolutely beautiful episode 361. I think. 